All right, what's up, everybody? My name's Tyler Dunn with Dunn Deal Investments, LLC, where the deal is already done. Now, I'm coming to you guys live, Facebook and live Instagram, and I'm going to try to make this one a quick episode because I got to go... Uh, I got to go to church for uh, Christmas Eve mass. Uh, technically, we go early, uh, and we don't we don't go to the Christmas mass in the morning. So we go early. Let me just check this out real quick. All right, pause. All right, we're back. All right. So I'm just checking up everything real quick. So what we're going to be talking about today <clears throat> on this uh, Christmas Eve special, we're going to be talking about World Ventures first. Then we're going to have two topics. The the two topics are going to be failure is opportunity. And the second topic is going to be uh, don't just do and forget. Then we're going to talk about Done Deal Investments LLC for a quick couple of minutes. And then from there, we'll wrap it up. So to start it off, we're going to be talking about World Ventures real quick. So if you're someone that wants to travel at a fraction of the cost, what's up, Costa? If you're someone that wants to travel at a, a fraction of the cost with, uh, you know, just traveling anywhere across the world, um, we have cruises, we have car rentals, we have hotels. We have actual trips that make it from like three days, four nights, or I mean, uh, well, technically it'd be like three nights, four days, but um, any trips to anywhere that you want, it's through World Ventures, that's what the company's called, and it's through a specialization um, from World Ventures called Dream Trips. Now, if you want more information on that, reach out to me either through um, social media or reach out to me if you have my phone number. What's up? Waving to people on Instagram. Um, so reach out to me and, and I'll give you like a presentation I can send you. Um, I'm working on the slides part of it, like the actual slideshow. And then I'm going to do like a, a voiceover through a video going through what's up, uh, going over the, like a video basically of just going through dream trips and describing you how it works, how you get your points, how like you actually go on the trips and, and much more business part of it. Uh, everything that's possible, uh, like that's world ventures. Part of it's dream trips. So that's that. So if you want more information on that, reach out to me. I'm, I'm not going to go too much into that just because uh, I, I got like time delay right now. So the first topic we're going to talk about is failure is opportunity. Now, the reason I wanted to talk about this one was because I listened to a Joe, a Joe Rogan podcast and I don't remember the guy that was on with him, but it was, they were talking more about like how people should like to fail. And the reason why you should like to fail is because most people don't want to fail. And what happens is if you don't fail, you don't learn. So a great example that I can give you is I didn't want to do, when I first started the marketing position at Broward College, I actually did um, an interview, or it was more of like an internship with a company called Hoover Pumping Systems. Now, if I didn't go and try to take the risk, and I failed multiple times at this company, by the way. Like, I, I, I would present things to the actual owner, and the owner would be like, I don't like that, redo it. So I would constantly fail over and over and over until I got it right. Um, now, if you're in a business, if you're working for someone else, you definitely know what I'm talking about. You've probably failed multiple times. You had to present a presentation to someone, and, and maybe you thought it was, like, the best presentation you ever put together, and you went to present it to your boss, and your boss just completely, like you could tell he wasn't into it, didn't like it, and probably gave his um, opinion or feedback to you and, and you didn't like it. Now, that's a good thing. That's not something to look down upon. It just lo It's something that you should be looking at as like, all right, I'm going towards the right direction because I'm failing. What can I do to change the outcome of the failure? What's up, Casey? 
So that's what you should be doing. But the, the problem with people is like they don't want to fail. So people that are constantly trying to overlook failure and go, all right, I'm going to go the comfortable route and not do, and not do this because like, I don't want to fail. What's up, Nick? Uh, I don't want to fail are the people that are going to fail throughout their entire life. All right. And that's something that you should be looking for. Like you should welcome failure. And most of the time when you fail, it's another opportunity that presents itself where you can go back to it and you can take over that opportunity. So I can give you a couple examples on that one too. So I had, um, so through Hoover pumping systems that most people know is like, that's the internship job that I got before I got the marketing job. Now I constantly failed there. And what ended up happening was I ended up getting interviewed through a, uh, a crew from Broward college. And I ended up talking to a guy that was very high up in position at Broward college that made me get more exposed, like get more exposure. And I started talking to him about different things and he liked what I was talking about. And he said, there's a position open. So he, the funny thing was I didn't follow up with him. He kept following up with me. So I just told him like, yeah, it's a great opportunity. I'm, I'm looking forward to like going to apply for that. And I didn't apply for it. I went back to the same job, um, which was a courier service. And I went back to the same job and I just didn't, I was like, you know what? I don't want to go to another marketing job. I had a really bad experience on my internship. Um, I didn't, you know, it wasn't something that made me look forward to marketing or business because um, I was in the wrong, I was honestly in the wrong company, to be honest with you. Like I, I took an opportunity and it didn't, it didn't play out well for me. So like, I didn't, I had no intentions of going through with marketing and going for another job. And I said, screw it. You know what? I'm just going to keep going to college and I'm going to keep working the, um, the courier job where I would take custom license plates or I'd go and do, uh, we do paperwork in the office and I go and drive it all the way down to, um, sunrise if anyone knows the Coral Springs and like South Florida area all the way to sunrise. And then I'd bring the work back. So I was, they call it a courier service cause you're, you're basically taking paperwork and then you're bringing plates back and decals and all like all the good stuff for your cars and boats and motorcycles, anything that's motor vehicles related. So I, you know, I came back and I started doing that. And this guy, this guy, Travis, it would be funny if he actually joined this cause he's actually on my Facebook page, but he actually pursued me and he was like, Hey, like, we'll probably pay you more than that job. Like you'll have more work experience over here. What's up, um, Marina. Uh, so I was like, all right. So I go and I apply and I get in right away, like right away instantly. Cause he was following me up. And what happened was I started to actually like marketing because I started, I got put into a position where I got way more access to more technology, updated equipment. Um, basically like, Anything marketing related, I got access to. So I would do data analytics, website design, um, billboard selections, helping them select the what graphic was going on the billboard, and uh, and and way more stuff. Like I created bots, like chat boxes um, or bots on like Facebook through their Facebook pages that would be like automated. So if you went on there onto the messenger, it would automatically send you messages. Uh, I do like customer service for them where if, if you wrote something to their personal pages or their business pages, I'd have to go and like respawn and, and start doing like automated messages. Um, I've helped out in like graduation. So we do like social media, we go and take pictures and we go and do like live streams and all that good stuff. Uh, I've helped with live streams for like events there. Um, I've been in almost 
any like not I don't want to say any commercial, but I've been in like like commercials. I've gone and volunteered my time through Broward College to go and help like people that have you know they have less than me, and and I've done um, trying to think what else I could tell you, but it's like just goes on and on and on. But the point was I had to physically fail to get that opportunity. So that's what I'm trying to basically use the example as is like if I didn't if I wasn't willing to fail and put myself because I had when I went to the internship, by the way, I had no experience. I just knew that I wanted to do business. And in my mind, I already implanted that I was like, all right, I'm going to go and open my own business. But I wasn't thinking marketing. I wasn't thinking sales. I wasn't thinking um, customer service. I wasn't thinking all that stuff. It was more of like, I'm going to go and put myself out there. And, and if I fail, I fail. But I had the mindset of like, all right, like the worst case scenario that happens is like, I just don't, um, sorry, this is bothering me real quick. Um, the worst case, worst case scenario is like, I just didn't get another job because most people go into an internship hoping they're going to get hired and then they're going to make, you know, obviously more money than probably working somewhere else. But I looked at it as like, it's an opportunity to get a little bit of experience. And the worst case scenario is like, I just don't get a job there. I don't fit in. And what ended up happening was I failed constantly. Like I hated it. Like you can ask my mom, you can ask probably people that, um, like my friends, I really hated that job. Like I, I wasn't, the people that were great, it was just, I didn't like the position because every single time I did something and she's like, yeah, we want to, we want to outdo this and we want to have more technology. I would try to do that in advance. And by the way, they didn't have a marketing department. So I was the only one working on marketing uh, content like the one girl is an um, a manager that worked on the marketing pieces, but they didn't have a, a specific branch in their company um, for marketing. So I didn't I didn't even really get that much help. She would just give me magazines, and we would go through like the high end, like they'd be like jet advertising for like the wealthy, right? So I'd go through, and she'd be like, "All right, like read this magazine." and start writing down how they're presenting the marketing information. So here's your, here's your uh, head title, which is like the big, you know, the big bang, basically trying to get you to read down the list. They put some information and then, you know, that's, and that's that. And they give you like a great graphic. So she was trying to just throw things at me to teach me, but they weren't really teaching me. That's why I was getting frustrated was I couldn't use technology. They didn't have any real social media pages. They didn't have, um, and their audience base was more for elderly people. Like they had like home associations, uh, basically people that own golf courses, which a lot of people, a lot of people that, uh, that own the golf courses and stuff normally aren't like young 20, you know, teenagers, 20 year olds, or, and they're only like older people, like fifties and up basically. So uh, we couldn't really update our technology cause they were scared that it was going to not work with their customer or their, their uh, client base. So I, I was stuck and I couldn't do anything. Like I did like one presentation and they thought it was great. And it was just giving them ideas on what they could do to improve, uh, you know, like results out of marketing. But I, I felt like I, I wasn't being used to my full potential at that company. So when um, they said they didn't have anything for me, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't pissed. I was more of like relieved because like I didn't want to work there. So it, it worked out in the end for me. But, and then I got hired at Broward College through that opportunity. So my message to that is just like, be willing to fail and be willing to expand the opportunities. That's going to take you the, the, to the long, like you got to think of it as a long run. You can't think of like a lot of short term things because things normally don't take two minutes and then a change. It normally takes like 
maybe months, maybe years before you start seeing physical change or an advantage. And that's something that I would definitely say, like, you got to start looking at long-term too, not just like a short-term change. Um, trying to think, uh, but they were, if I give you, I'll give you another example too with this. Uh, so through the podcast, the reason why I wanted to do this topic was I was washing my car today. I was listening to the Joe Rogan podcast. And like I said, I don't remember the guy that was talking about it, but they were talking about how um, the school system is kind of like, it, it doesn't really help you in the failing part. It's more of like, all right, here's the structure. Just go get a job. And what they were trying to talk about was if people would just go and do something that they, they kind of liked, like if you had a passion, let's say your passion was to do what I'm doing right now. So um, like a live stream or a podcast, that's more what they were talking about because they're trying to relate it to Joe Rogan. Uh, Joe Rogan, when he was young, was told that he was stupid and couldn't do anything and he'd never amount to anything. And um, he, you know, he ended up fucking changing like a bunch of shit, like a bunch of industries. ML, um, MLA fighting, I might've said that wrong, but I'm not really into the fighting, uh, you know, industry, but he became a champion in, in um, martial arts. He became, he did a lot of movies. He has like the number one podcast channel uh, what else has that guy done? Comedy. He's actually really well known for comedy. And he said the the reason why he became really good at comedy was because he kept bombing on stage. So he kept failing constantly. Like he would go up there and no one would laugh at him. No one liked him. And, and he had to, and he kept failing basically and, and had to reverse comedy on himself. What's up everybody. Everyone's uh, coming on here. Um, but, uh, so that, that was something that changed my mind, too. When I listened to that, I was like, wow, that's, that's such a great information for me to pass. And that's, that's kind of what I do a lot. Like, I'll just go through my days, and I'll hear, like, like Costa joined, right? So Co I'll do a shout-out for Costa since uh, Costa actually joined the, the podcast. Like, I don't think – I think he actually got off right now, but um, I should have done it earlier on this. What's up, Eric? Um, I'll, have to, I'll have to text him and tell him the, to watch – 14 minutes in, but Costa was someone that, um, like I met through his brother. So I knew his brother before Costa, who's Jimmy and I ended up meeting Costa. And then I ended up meeting like he, they have a big family. So I, I started meeting different people from their family and I started clicking with different people from his family. But Costa has been someone that's, that's helped me throughout a bunch of different things. Um, whether it's like, all right, he gave me a rewards, like I'll give you an example with him every single time I go out with him, like, like we go out, you know, once in a while and we go in and go get a couple drinks at uh, this, this place called play by play. Um, and we go and get drinks or whatever. And like, we just talk. And that's something that I like doing. Like, I don't really, I'm trying to get away from the whole drinking scene and stuff like that. But I really like just having a conversation with someone and, and getting to learn and, and know someone a lot better. So, I met Costa through Jimmy and we would talk about a bunch of different things and ended up clicking. And what happens is they go and they do tile work or they go and do like they it's like more construction. They go and they start building different things on buildings. Uh, I think they do mostly flooring. So any tile work, anything related to like construction over and in, in inside buildings and um, they travel all across the world. So like they've told me they've been to almost like every single state which is insane. So they'll go for like six, seven months and then they'll come back to Coral Springs and come home for maybe like, I think they're, they've been here now for like two months, roughly, maybe a little bit longer. 
And so they just kind of like vibe out and uh, I, I kind of tag with them a lot. So I, I get, you know, I get to hang out with them a lot because uh, I live like 10, 10 minutes from them. So Coast has helped me a lot. I just went today and bought a bunch of different stuff because I told him like, you know, I'm running low on cash and, and all this stuff. And he was like, he's like, all right, like here's a coupon to Pep Boys for $20. And he's like, go buy, because I needed windshield wipers. And I was like, all right, like I've, I went to Walmart, I found them for eight bucks. And then he's like, here, like take this, take this one coupon, which didn't really work too well because the the price over at Pup Boys was like ridiculous for wiper blades. The cheapest one was like 25 bucks per blade. So I was like, I'm not going to buy it there. I'm just going to go back to Walmart and get them for like $8 a blade. But what ended up happening was he gave me a $20, a $20 rewards coupon. And he couldn't use that for himself, by the way. I did I did end up giving him, because he was like, yo, make sure I get the points for the purchase. But So I got him the points for the purchase, but the, the whole thing was he could have kept the $20. He has this, like, crazy-ass, I'm pretty sure it's a F, F-150. Um, I'm going to pronounce the truck the truck wrong. Oh, he's on here. I'm going to pronounce the truck wrong. Uh, the I think it's Roosh, right? Or Ro- I don't think it's Rogue. I think it's, I think it's R-O-U... S-C-H, or I, I think, I don't know if there's an S in it, or Roosh, I think it's called, but uh, shout out to Costa, <laughs> but um, the, the, point, the point that I was trying to make is he gave me the $20 coupon, right, and I went today, because I couldn't find, I wanted to wash my car, because we went camping, like, uh, like almost a week ago, went, went camping, had a great time, and I couldn't figure out where the, the, the rag was, so I said, screw it, I'm just going to go to Pep Boys and buy a rag, and I remembered he gave me the $20 coupon, so I'm like, all right, I'm going to go in here. And the rack was like six bucks. So I'm like, I got to make sure that I have over $20 spent at least. So that way they give me the $20 worth on the coupon. So I went and I'm like, all right, I'm going to grab this. I want to grab this. And I ended up getting like four different things, which were, uh, I think it was like six rags, uh, like the actual fiber, fiber drying rags, um, air freshener, like a can, like a, a big thing of osium spray, which I think works better than the actual hanging uh, pieces or the hanging, uh, can't think of the names, uh, the air freshener, like the hanging ones. I don't like those. They don't last long. So I like using the Ozium. It lasts a lot longer. It gets rid of like other, other types of like smells in the car rather than just putting the little air freshener. And then I got, um, what was the, what was the third thing I got? I got a sponge. So it was like a micro, it was a micro fabric sponge that held a lot more like water, soap, all that good stuff. And, uh, I used that as I washed the car and I used the rags with the rags were phenomenal. <laughs> I was using this really, really small rag. And then they gave me like six decent medium sized rags and they, and they helped me out a lot. Uh, so, you know, I sent that to him and I spent like three, I think almost like four bucks on all that stuff because he gave me the $20 coupon. So shout out to Costa for that. And, <clears throat> and, uh, but that guy, like, Oh, that guy has always showed me love and appreciation and like, I consider I consider them more more family than than a friend. So, um, with his whole entire family, his whole entire family has, has always showed me like you know great compassion and and love and appreciation. So I appreciate them a lot. Now, I got a little off topic, but I just wanted to do that for Costa because Costa joined the live stream and and I I love that guy. That guy's awesome. So I had to, I had to do a little shout out for him. Um, so the second topic we're going to talk about is don't just do and forget. I think I was going to also do uh, I'll tell you about the Joe Rogan thing, but actually real quick, and I'm like bouncing back, but the one thing I wanted to talk about, I forgot because we went to Costa, but 
on the Joe Rogan podcast, the guy was talking about how the school system is kind of out of whack. It's a little bit more political, but um, the detail inside was that he was saying is they teach you just to go and, and, you know, build the structure and then go get a job. And then he's like, but what people don't realize is like the United States is built off of business. So if, if, um, if you can figure out how to do what you want through a business, you'll be like, you'll be able to do it. So that's the, they were talking about the podcast part from Joe Rogan. And they were saying like, if someone wanted to go and start a podcast, it's so easy to go and do it at such a little, like a fraction of the cost, right? A very fraction of the cost. Like you might have to go get a laptop. You might have to go like get a phone, which everyone has the phone and most people have a laptop. So that's what I'm doing right now. I'm using my phone for Instagram and Facebook for, um, the laptop for Facebook. So what they're saying is like, it's such a low budget thing and you could just shoot it in your room, which funny enough, that's what I'm doing right now. I'm shooting it in my room. Cause I don't have, uh, I don't have like the scene like they, like they have the money and capital to go build like a, you know, like a scene where they can film it at. But that's something I, I'd work on too, eventually with these, these live streams when I put it to a podcast. But um, the point that they were making was that most people don't start that stuff just because they think they're going to fail. So they think that if I go and start a podcast or I go and start my own business, the first thing that comes to their mind is I'm going to lose all my money and I'm going to be broke and I'm not going to be able to get out of debt. And what they were trying to say was, what they were trying to say was, um, you can, it, it's actually funny cause like our thinking's in reverse. So we think we have to go to college, get good grades and walk out with a hundred thousand dollars of debt or $40,000 of debt just to go get a great job. And what they're saying is if you would just put it in reverse and not think so much about, Oh, I got to go to school and then just cram in a job and tell yourself like, all right, I have a passion for art. There's so many resources where I can make art and sell it online. Right? So what they're trying to say was if you have a passion and you could just figure out a way, just go and do it, just do it and just figure out a way to go and sell it and make it, you'd be a hell of a lot happier than sitting in a cubicle working from $40,000 in debt from a college class, right? Or going to actual college classes. So the whole point of him saying that was if you would just go and try it, you never know. Like he was saying, like, maybe you get one viewer on a podcast. Like I got, I got a funny enough. It's Christmas Eve. And my mom said, Oh, you're not going to have anyone on, on the, on the live streams come. I've had more. The funny thing is I've had more interactions on Christmas Eve than I think I've had on any other podcast. And, and all it is is just because I'm doing repetition, 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 right? I'm going and doing it, repetition, repetition. So what they're saying is if you would just go and do it, and maybe you got one person that, that went on to that podcast, that one person could probably change your life. Who knows who that one person is that's going hit to the, hit the podcast? It could be someone that could offer you a job to get you a little bit more money and capital to put back into the podcast. Or it could just be someone that would join you on the podcast and make the podcast more interesting. But that's what they were trying to say, like, we tend to overthink and we tend to put ourselves in a, in a position where we automatically assume we're going to, we're going to fail. All right. And I've seen this over and over and over and over between people at my job, between my family members, between friends, between um, anyone is I, it, we automatically think we're going to fail. And it's like, you haven't even started, like, just go do it. Just do it. Uh, that's, that's one, that's one thing from Nike that, uh, that is amazing is just go do it. All right. That's the, that's the best model I think that's ever out there is uh, just do it. Now we're going to talk about the second topic real quick. So 
<clears throat> I had to finish that because I left you guys hanging on that. So the second topic is don't just do and forget. So this is going to lead – I tried to make it so it would lead into this. So my this is a problem that I have, all right? Now, I I, uh, I don't really have the problem of, like, failure with the opportunity. I'm more, I have more of, like, I tend to do what I just said with, with most people is – we're, I'm just on it. We're just programmed to automatically see something and go, I can't do that. And I do that sometimes to myself, which pisses me off. Cause then later on, I'm like, 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 I don't know why I just did that. Like I could easily have done that, but, um, but that's just like human nature flaw. But so the, the second top or topic is going to be, don't just do and forget. So this one I commonly do. And it's, you do something that's, that should have been like a great reward for you. Right. I'll give you a couple examples after I finish uh, talk like the, the definition part of it, but you do something and like you felt great about it. Right. And you're like, Oh man, I can't believe I just did that. And then you go maybe like five, maybe you go to the next day, right? Like fast forward to the next day and automatically you for completely forget about the accomplishment that you just did. So then you're, then you're moving on to the next accomplishment that you want to accomplish or a goal that you want to accomplish and you constantly tell yourself like, oh, like I haven't done enough. I, and you start talking yourself back off the ledge. I constantly do this. And I, it's, it's human nature to overlook once you, you know, once we get past that one goal to get to the next goal. And you, you're so concentrated on getting to that next goal and finishing it that you completely forget about the crap that's behind you. And this is something that I do constantly. And I don't have any, I don't have any straight tips to get you out of this. I just, this is just something that I've, I've thought about. Um, this is just something I just thought about. Cause like I constantly caught myself doing it. I, you know, the best thing that I could say about trying to get out of that is I, I read a book called, uh, uh, damn millionaire success habits by Dean Graziosi. Most people don't, I, most people I bring up Dean Graziosi. Most people don't know who that is. It's he's, but he's pretty famous. He created a book recently called, um, Millionaire success habits, and it's talking about habits that millionaire or people that are very wealthy, the traits that they have. And this is one of them that he was talking about, which was um, he was basically saying the same thing. Like you do something and it's human nature to just completely out, out block what you just did and not give yourself credit and you move on to the next thing that's very challenging. And then you're overwhelmed and you're like, wow, I haven't done anything. And then, but he's like, if you adjust instead of looking forward and just for a second look backwards, and just take a second to realize, like, all right, like, I graduated college. I got, I got through high school. I got my uh, high school diploma. I've gotten these types of jobs. How did I get these jobs? I worked my ass off, and now I got a raise within this part. And what you're trying to do is you're just trying to tell your brain, like, I've done a lot more than I, than I really think I have. So you're trying to tell yourself, like, all right, you're trying to motivate yourself to keep going rather than just throwing it all away and just and saying, like, oh, it wasn't really that big of a deal. But the, the thing is, like, little accomplishments over time equal big results. So if, like, you were going to the gym and, and, and you were like, all right, I'm going to go to gym three times a week. Now, I've, I've failed almost every single week. I haven't gone three times a week. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I fail almost every single time on this one. But instead of telling yourself, like, oh, shit, like, I failed. Um, I really want to go three times a week to the gym. And I've only gone, like, once a week. Tell, your, you know, tell yourself to motivate yourself to actually do the, you know, the three days a week, like turn around and just be like, wow, I went to the gym every single week, the last, the last, uh, seven months. All right. 
So, like, you go, oh, shit. Like, I've gone seven months straight to the gym. That's how you flip it. And then you tell your mind, like, all right, I want to do better than that. I want to do way better than seven times a week or seven times a month, just one time a week. I want to go three times a week for seven months. And then you flip it. And, that, and that's something that uh, I've, I've tried. I, you know, it's really hard because, like, it's hard to tell yourself that. And it's really hard to catch certain elements inside your own mind, which I, I you know, I struggle. That's one I struggle with constantly. I get so pissed at myself when I don't go three times a week. And, uh, and I tell myself, wow, you failed. <laughs> I always do that. I'm like, wow, you failed. Like, you're like, you want to go three times a week and maybe you've only, uh, you know, sometimes I only go once a week and then other times I've gone like twice a week and I'm like right there, I'm right there. I'm like, oh man, almost like I'm almost three days, you know, three days a week right there. But, um, so that's something you can do. Uh, I was going to try to give you an example. I gave you the gym one, but I was going to try to give you a better example. Uh, so here, here's a good one. So constantly I find myself at work right? So I'll do, I'll do a task at work and I can't get, I can't get it. I can't get by it. I'm like, damn, I can't, I can't see him. Uh, uh, Roosh. All right. So he, he told me what it was. So I was, I was off this, the coaster's truck. I didn't see this gift card. Hello. Uh, so you spell his truck. It's an F one fifty Roosh. So R O U S H by the way, if anyone wants that corrected, uh, what's up, Max? Um, I really wish this would go up when I do this, but eh, it's whatever. But uh, damn, I lost my track or train of thought. But yeah, so the best example I can give you for this is, uh, you know, I've, I've gone to work hundreds of times and I'm like, all right, because once you get something done, obviously you move on to the next thing. So like I try to get things done fast and I move fast to the next thing. I just keep going and keep going and keep going, right? So uh, what happens is I get to the next thing and it's something maybe I have no idea how to do. And I'm like, shit. I'm like, I don't know how to do this. So then I, then I start talking myself, you know, back off the ledge. And I'm like, oh, like, I don't know how to do this. Like, what if I mess up? And uh, I'm like, I'm a failure. Like, I can't do this right. Or I'll send, I'll send it to my boss. And I'm like, all right, I think I did it right. And my boss is like, no, I don't like this. Change this, change that, change this, change that. And I'm like, damn, I feel, I feel crappy because I couldn't, I couldn't get it done, right? So what happens is like, I don't, Sometimes I don't, I don't look back. I don't go, Oh, like, look at all this stuff I did. Look at my portfolio. Look, I have web design. I have, um, customer service on, on the chat box or chat bots. And I have analytics, which I haven't done for anyone else, but Broward college and Broward college, you know, and it's an honor for me to be able to drive by on the highway and be like, I picked that billboard selection. I did that. I did this. And so it's so easy to just like, bypass that for me 110 percent for me because i'm not i'm that type of person where i'm like all right i got that done i'm moving on to the next the next task and then what happens is i get caught up in the next task and then i'm like all right i'm overwhelmed i don't know like how to get through this and then i keep you know i talk myself off the ledge but i oh i technically i'm talking myself off the ledge i talk myself behind the ledge i should be talking myself off the ledge but the problem that I, that, and I think that's probably with most people, like, I don't think that's just an issue that I have. I'm sure that's probably like thousands upon millions of people that have the same issue on that. But the, the thing you got to try to remember is just look behind you and be like, all right, I, I accomplished all this stuff behind me. I can accomplish this thing in front of me. And then you just build confidence and you keep going. But that's something that, that just takes time. You just got to keep practicing that. And that's something that I haven't mastered. I'm not telling you that I'm a master at that. Like, that's the, that's the single most biggest 
thing that I struggle with most is the whole, um, you know, just, you know, I, I forget things. Like I just completely push things aside and I like, I just did this great accomplishment. Like I'm on, the funny thing is like, uh, I'm on episode 45 of goals and updates and I just created this, you know, I created this live stream and I, and I've, I've been consistent with it and I'm on episode 45. Like, that's crazy to me. Like, but you know, after, after this podcast, it'll just be episode 45. I'll be working on 46. And then once I get to a hundred, I'll be like, Oh, I'm at a hundred. And I, and I won't realize like, wow, a hundred episodes behind me. Like that's a lot of, that's a lot of like, and each one's like an hour. So that's over like a hundred hours of like raw footage live of me talking into like, you know, just on, on the internet. That's crazy. But like, you know, I don't, th- you know, you don't think like that as you're doing it. Like right now I'm just like, Oh, episode 45, like, okay, cool. <laughs> and then later on you're like, wow, like episode 45, like that was, that was so long ago. Right. I'm like, damn, I, I did 45 consistent hours of like, of streaming. Like that's, that's nuts to me. But, um, all right. So that's just, just you and forget or don't just do and forget. Sorry. I forgot the little uh, apostrophe there. Don't just do and forget. So that was that one. So now what we're going to do is talk about Dundee investments. And then from there, I'm going to, um, from there I'll end it. I'm just trying to get through this as fast as possible. Cause at six 15, I think we're leaving. So I'm trying to get through this as fast as possible. Uh, but giving you quality content at the same time. But, uh, which by the way, real quick before I do done deal investments, um, I just think it's funny that this episode 45 was uh, one of the most, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you like hands down, one of the most engaged podcast episodes I've done so far. And I just think it's funny because like my mom tried to talk me back behind the ledge by saying that, oh, like no one's going to, no one's going to come in and see the podcast because it's Christmas Eve. And I, and I told her, I was like, yeah, but no, the, probably, people are probably not even doing anything. People are probably just home on their phones. But uh, that's the funniest part. So Christmas Eve, right, she almost talked me out of doing the podcast. And Christmas Eve was the one that was the most engaged one. Um, I got to try to, I got to try to get more people. Uh, I got to try to find a way to get more people to like actually comment. Like, Costa commented, I think, because I told Costa to comment. To be 100% honest with you guys. Like I told, <laughs> I was like, just come on in and give me feedback. And, and uh he just, he was basically writing like he's talking to me, but he wasn't, uh, he didn't really give me feedback. Like he didn't, he didn't give an input kind of thing. Um, he gave me like the Roosh, the actual truck that he drives, but, um, but yeah, so, well, so that's something I wanted to say was, it's just, that's something that, that goes into the fail, failures opportunity or like failure holding you back type vibe is like, I could have easily, and sometimes I do like, that's what kind of makes me mad is like, sometimes like, like the love, your loved ones are the ones that are going to, are going to try to stop you from doing things. And like, that's something that has, uh, I've struggled with my whole entire life where I go and I'm like, Oh, I have this great idea. Like I can make a lot of money doing this or like I can help a lot of people doing this. And then I go and I pitch it. The first person I, I pitch it normally to is my mom or a family member. All right. The first thing is normally my mom. I go to my mom. I'm like, I have this idea. I'm going to start doing this. I'm going to start doing this. And I get excited. And then she'll, knock it down completely completely knock it down and like and like it sucks (laughs) it does suck guys like it's not it's not a fun thing i'm sure like you guys have pitched things to your family or friends or relatives and they knock it completely down what's up uh official train off off the uh thought thought i think yeah it's weird because it's put all together so it's trying to like space it out um what's up man what's up 
oh, I don't know who, like, you know, I don't know if you're a man or a woman, but what's up? <laughs> but, uh, uh, Char, uh, Steven. Oh, Charlie. Train of. Oh, damn. So you guys, all right. Because uh, I didn't, uh, the band, all right, I got you. I didn't know who it was at first. What's up? I'm guessing Charlie, Eric, Steven. I don't know if you guys are all together, but what's up, man? Uh, or what's up, guys, I should say. But, um, the, so that's that's something like, it, all right, since you guys joined, it's something maybe like you've probably, I don't know if you guys have mentioned your parents about the whole band thing, right? Do you guys want to start a band? And um, I don't know if you guys have told your parents, but most, most people, when they go and tell their parents, like, all right, I want to go and start a band, most of them are like, oh, you're crazy. Like, you're not going to make it, right? So that that was something, like, I struggled, I struggled with a lot because, like, I always want to tell people, like, oh, I'm doing this crazy thing. Like, I'm trying to outdo myself here. And then people would be like, oh, it's kind of a stupid idea. Or, like, oh, like, you're not going to be able to do that. Like, out of a million people that are probably already doing it, you're not going to be able to do it. So, uh, you know, that's kind of, like, it's more like my mom that kind of, like, really bothers me. Because normally my friends are, on, like, my friends are 100% into it. Like, my, I'll tell, like, my friend – my uh my really close friend eric and he'll be like oh it's a brilliant idea man like go for it and then i'll tell like i'll tell my other friend jimmy or i'll tell like costa and they're like oh it's a brilliant idea man go for it and like it's just funny because like the like the people that support you will tell you to keep going and then the people that are like the, your loved ones the reason why they do it is because they really love you they don't want you to fail but you have to fail and that's what i realized is like you know i i could easily sit back and not do a lot of things with my life but that's when I'm most pissed off and depressed. Like uh, Christmas, you know, I'm off for two weeks from mar the, the marketing job at Broward College because campus is closed for, you know, the holidays for New Year's and Christmas. And uh, it wasn't really like for Hanukkah. It was more like Christmas and New Year's because I think Hanukkah started like during, like right dur like during finals. But so I'm off for two weeks. I'm not like, I'm not really making money right now, but you know, and I've been home, like just trying to figure out things to do. And like, I, I get into these ruts when I don't work. So it kind of pisses me off. So I've, I've been in like this, the last like week, I've been in this really weird place of mind where like, I've had too much time on my hands. I couldn't, I couldn't figure out like what to do productively um, and I wasn't really making, I'm not making money cause I'm part-time. So, you know, a lot of those guys are okay with it cause they're salary based and they're getting paid regardless. So they, they you know, they don't really care. But to me, like I care because I'm missing out on, on opportunity to make money. Um, and I would, I would honestly rather work up until, uh, what are we on right now? We're on Monday, right? So I'd rather have worked the last week and then maybe had like this week off. Like there's no reason to have two weeks off for the break. There's absolutely no reason for it. They're just doing that because there's nothing really going on for school. And like, they don't, you know, the school's probably saving a lot of cash by not paying employee, you know, probably paying the part-time people and other things or, you know, they're, they're going to save cash on it. There's not a lot of things going on in school. So, um, so I've been in like this really depressed, like kind of stage and I'm like, damn, like, I don't, I don't know what, uh, what to do. And I've just been like playing, you know, I've been behind me, I've been playing like video games. I've been like, I've, you know, I haven't, I, and I haven't done it like three, four hours a day. I've been doing it like maybe like an hour. And then I'm like, damn, what do I do? So like today I washed my car, but, um, it took me like two and a half hours or something like that. But, um, I just haven't, 
I, it's been a, it's been a really weird thing. And now I'm going on vacation. So that's another week of kind of, I mean, I'm doing things on vacation, obviously I'm going to Washington DC on the 27th. So we're, uh, so right. I'll, I'll do another podcast on Wednesday and that one's going to be at six 30. So Wednesday I'll do another podcast and then I'm going to leave the next day. Um, like early, like five, five in the morning or something like that. I think it's the flight. So I got to leave at like three at my house, like three 30. Uh, but uh, so that's a whole nother thing that uh, I'll probably talk about when I come back. Cause like kind of, and I'm not like a couple of things on that trip kind of pissed me off. Uh, but I ended up spending probably a lot more money than I should have been spending. Um, but so when I get back, I'll have a lot of updated things on that. Maybe I'll, I'll put some stuff on social media too from like there, but it's going to be really interesting for me. Cause I really like history. I, I, you know, I'm, I love the United States. I wouldn't dream about going and living, you know, maybe like in the future, but I wouldn't, if I could be born anywhere else, I wouldn't choose it any other way except in the United States because we have more opportunity. And the thing that pisses me off is a lot of people don't understand how much opportunity you really have in the United States. And that's something that, um, you know, eventually I'm going to do a a political like kind of channel or podcast once I start getting equipment and stuff like that. But, and that's something I'll talk about in a whole different type of podcast, but um, I, I just don't, I, you know, it's crazy to me that how like people tell me like they don't like the United States, they don't want to live here anymore. And I'm like, and and they've come from like crazy um, countries that they were born in and they come from these countries and, and they're just like, you know, it, it's, it's mind bottling to me because like they don't realize like the opportunity and, and how much stuff they really have in the United States over a different country that they're at. But yeah, it is what it is. So what we're going to do right now is talk about Dundell Investments real quick. I'm just going to go through the gist of how it works and then we'll wrap it up. So for anyone that doesn't know, my name's Tyler Dunn and I work or I have, I built a company called Dunn Deal Investments LLC. Now where the deal is already done is the slogan. So how this works is it's a three, it's, it's helping, it's giving homeowners or property owners another resource as like a backbone in case like, you know, you get into a financial situation whether it's uh, liens on your property from the, like your city that you're living in, um, pre foreclosure to so the bank, you know maybe you're behind on your your mortgage or mortgage payments to the bank, and now the bank's going to come in and take your house. Job transfers, you got a you know you got a job, and you have to go there in the next week, and you can't go through a real estate agent. Real estate agents failed you, and it's too painful, and you don't want to pay like ex- excess amount of uh, commission to them because you know a lot of them charge high commission fees. Um, and maybe you just don't want to deal with the whole, like, oh, I got to sit here for like two and a half, maybe three weeks. And I have to get people into the house and I have to do all this crazy stuff. Um, my mom's done it before and it's, you know, it's very time consuming. You have to set up the appointments. People have to come and walk the house. You have to make sure that your house is clean. So people want to come in and, and buy it. And, um, you just have to have it, you know, perfected basically. Oh, there's another one. You inherited a house. So, you know, loved one passed away and you inherited a house or you went through a very messy divorce and you just want to get rid of the house as fast as possible. That's another, another easy one that, uh, I could definitely help you out with. So, um, so that's that. So how this works is I call it the three steps to financial freedom. Now, the first step, we have to come into communicate, uh, communication somehow. What I prefer the phone just cause it's easier. I can get through the questions faster I get to know you face to face and have a real conversation with you rather than texting or email or social media chats. 
Um, it's just, a, it's, it's way better in my opinion. I, it's just a better interaction for both of us. Now you can, you can call me, you can text me. Number is 954-857-6450. Email me at dundealinvestment. Sorry, dundealinvestments with an S at outlook.com. And then my website's live right now. So that one's uh, www.dundealinvestment.com. So you can do that or follow us on social media. So Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter right now. And uh, you can just chat me on there. So how this works is the first step is we get into communication, ask you the questions. Uh, they're just basic questions on it's, it's just basically informing me on like what's wrong with your property and what financial situation you're in. So I'm kind of caught up on what you're trying to, you know, trying to get out of or what you're trying to do with the property. Now, the second step is we set up an appointment and I come to your property and we, you know, you can ask me any questions you have. I know you're going to have probably a lot of questions because it's something that a lot of people don't know a lot about. Like most people have heard of like wholesale real estate or the idea of it, but I'm sure you're going to have a lot of questions. How do you get paid? How does this work? How do you know, so on and so on. Um, and so I'll answer your questions. I'm going to bring a sheet with me, which is going to be like, all right, you have, you have a broken window, you have roof damage, you have mold. And it's just going to give me, it's just to help me when I go through your house, it gives me a better idea of, um, estimates, like how much that's going to cost to repair, how much, you know, we're going to have to do to fix that. And that's what I'm going to give to the investor. So we'll, I'll explain a little bit more on the investor part in a second. So the other thing I'm going to do too is take five pictures inside your house and five on the outside of your house. This is also going to be presented to the investor, whoever I get to, um, to be partnered up on the deal. So now what's going to happen is I'm going to go into stage three or step three. So step three is I'm going to go home. I'm going to go through the estimates. I'm going to go and uh, pick the three closest houses. Uh, we call it running comp. So the three closest houses to yours, and what that's going to do is give me an, an average estimate price that, you know, certain houses of the same size have been sold um, in the market in the last, like, you know, month, maybe like three or even six months, depending on, like, how long, it, how, how long it's been since people have sold different houses on your block. So we're going to get the average cost. I'm going to take away what we have to fix on the house, so the cost of, like, putting in mint condition. And that's the price I'm going to negotiate with you on, on that price. So what's going to happen is then we're going to go into negotiation stage and I'm going to be like, all right, here's what I have. Um, and then we're going to, you know, work out with you like an agreement on like, all right, you need this. You need to maybe stay there for two more weeks uh, to find another place. Uh, this is how much we're going to pay you. So we're negotiating on the terms and policies and how much money you're going to receive on the house. And then from there, I'm going to go and get an investor. So that's where the, the numbers are going to be sent to. That's where the pictures are going to be sent to the investor. Now, once I get the investor uh, to partner up on the deal, we're going to go into um, a contract. So that's just, you know, the contract's going to be simple, just stating, like, guess how much money I'm going to give you. This is the terms and policies. And you're going to sign it. I'm going to sign. And the investor is going to sign. Now, what's going to happen is we're going to pay you the cash that um, we negotiated and agreed upon and the terms. Sorry, it, uh, it paused for like a little battery. So, so that's that. Now the second thing that's going to happen is, uh, not the second thing, but the next thing that's going to happen is we'll give you the cash. Um, and then the investor is going to obviously take ownership of the house and he's going to reinvest his capital into that, the property or the house. 
Um, and he's going to put it in mint condition. He's going to sell it on the market and he's going to make a, a profit off it. That's, that's why he wants to, you know, t- get on onto the deal and invest his, his capital into it. He's going to try to make more money through the business and he's going to try to, um, flip it for a profit. So, and then I'm going to, I'm not even, gonna get, the cool part about this is like, I'm not going to get paid by you, the seller or the person that's in the financial condition. Like you're not, I'm not making commission off you. I'm going to make a little bit of commission off the investor. He's going to pay me for a finder's fee on the deal for putting the deal together and, and offering him a piece of the, of the deal basically. So that's the cool part is uh, the investor is going to pay me and you don't have to worry about that. So the cool thing with done deal investments is it's designed to physically get people out of uh, financial situations that are normally they can't go anywhere else. They're kind of trapped. Uh, the bank's not going to help you because if you're going into pre foreclosure, it means you're behind on payments with them and they're not going to, they're not going to really try to give you help on that. They're just going to, they're going to want to take the house because they're going to make more money by taking the house. Um, what else? Uh, so that's that. The the other thing with like real estate agents too, is like what's going to end up happening. Excuse me. What's going to end up happening is like, let's say you try to sell it um, and you, you either get charged high commission fees or um, if your house is in like really poor condition, it's going to take so much time to go and sell it through a real estate agent. Cause they're, they're going to try to get you decently like top dollar for it. And it's going to take forever for them to sell that house. So that's, that's another reason why this is a good uh, investment or resource for a, a property owner or a property owner or a homeowner. Um, I think that's basically it. But so that's done deal investments, LLC where the deal is already done is the slogan. So if you want to reach out to me, if you know anyone, you know, family members, friends, um, you run across someone on the street and they're like, Oh, I'm, I'm having this financial crisis with my house. Have them reach out to, to Tyler Dunn at Dunn deal investments. That's me. So have them reach out. You can look it up. Um, I forgot to actually put the Dunn deal investments website on here, but I'm going to do a post anyways later and it's going to have uh, the actual website and you guys give me your feedback on it and we'll go from there. That's everything. Uh, all right. So I, I think I got everything. I'm pretty sure I got everything. I'm going to wrap it up right now. So, my name's Tyler Dunn with Dunn Deal Investments, where the deal is already done. Reach out to me about World Ventures if you want to travel more at a fraction of the cost and for Dunn Deal Investments or if you just want to meet up or if you just want to have a conversation and get to know some new person. All right, guys. Peace. Merry Christmas, by the way. Peace.